Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad you are joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Of course, you know, they've been taking care of us throughout all of this whole crazy year we've been having, so make sure you're still taking care of them. I want to give a quick update. Earlier, well, this is take uh, three of this podcast, Yes, but uh, on take two, Joel was talking about something, and, and, and he hit his knee. I did. And it would have been great radio. And so I, I'm going to punch him now just to get the same effect. Ready? Lean over. I can, I can get you right in the mouth. I, see, right I in the mouth. I, I don't want to do that. All because right. you may take me off, and then I have to hit you, and well, you then thunder try. and lightning turns into... You can try to do it. Like Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty kind of thing. If only there was like a newspaper article that I could tear up with our pictures <laughs> on it. Is there a problem with thunder and lightning? <laughs> uh, whoever gets that reference, you're cool. Uh, well... <laughs> What an act of cowardice by Haydad. By, by Coleman. No, you're Janetti in this. Uh, then that makes sense. You're, you're like the nice guy. I, I would feel like I would be the jerk in that. So, uh, Well, you're never a jerk when you head to Strange Brew Coffee House. Go by there today. They've got two locations here in Starkville. They've got one in Tupelo. And, of course, you can always shop online and get some of their great products brought back to you wherever it is you are living. Speaking of living, L-I-V-I-N, they spell it that way. Don't forget, you can stay be living in the maroon and white at College Corner. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and buy a gift card, and bam, you just save 30% off on that purchase. So you bought a $100 gift card. You only spent $70. So you're going to get $100 worth of great Mississippi State merchandise, great maroon and white stuff that you need. Yeah. There, there's going to be fans. Yeah. You, you may be the lucky one. Come Could to be. the game. Don't, don't do it. Don't come in that old polo. Don't come in that old ratty maroon is all that matters t-shirt that is now 16 years old. I mean, you could just... Get something new and exciting. Yeah, get something new. Tonight, uh, Tuesday night as we record this, as we will talk about here in just a moment, we talked to Mike Leach. And Mike Leach had on a nice Adidas Mississippi State, probably Climalite t-shirt. Yeah. Had the uh, Adidas old school Mississippi State hat with walking bully on it and things. I, I'm just guessing, you know, you pick that up, it's probably about 30 bucks for the shirt, probably about 20 bucks for the hat. You could get yourself a $100 gift card for 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. buy what Mike Leach had on, Yeah, and then still have like 50 bucks left over. That's a deal. I'd do it if I were you. You're not wrong. It's a great deal. And the only way to get it is to go to collegecornerstore.com, buy a gift card. You can shop online or you can shop at either of their two locations in Jackson at Fleet Feet, over by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland, over by the Half Shell in Flowood. Advantage Business Systems, this time of, of, of life, not time of year, time of life, you need to make sure your business is working for you. Make sure you're working smarter, not harder, to keep your business running at its peak efficiency. 
45 years of helping businesses like yours. That's what Advantage Businesses brings to the table when you call them today. 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel T. Coleman, do you know what we did about 30 minutes ago? We talked to Mike Leach. We talked Leach, to Mike Leach about football, football practice. Not a game. Not a game. We were talking about practice. But you know what? It was glorious. I'll, I'll take it. Here's what we learned about Mike Leach. He's still learning some of the guys on his team. He's still trying to figure some things out. That's got to be something. He came in and basically he had two months to try to learn everybody's name, and then he was basically cut off from them for the next three months. Yeah. And as best you can do. I mean, I guess you have Zoom team meetings and stuff, but that's you got to imagine that, that when you have 100 and yeah, you some can't. guys you're talking to, that's a disaster, I'm sure. Yeah. You, you you can't do it. You gotta you gotta meet with guys and get to know them and talk to them, and you know we always talk about what co- the relationship between a coach and players. You know, it can't be cultivated over Zoom calls and Skype. It can't. So you know we'll give Mike Leach a pass as he tries to figure these things out. It felt like you know from him from a confidence standpoint talking to him that he feels like they're they're, they're not so far behind that it's going to be an issue. Although he did say he'll probably have to simplify some things in his offense for this year because of the lack of preparation. I mean, it only makes sense, right? Yeah. You, you haven't – he's been here for, what, eight months now, and this was the very first practice that he's had. No spring. Uh, you finally get here to mid-August, and you get to get on the field with these guys. Look, I know he said this offense is simple, but it's still an offense. It's still going to be new to these guys. There's still things to learn, so it only makes sense that – yeah, you may have to simplify some some things. That said, I still think Mississippi State might be in a better spot than any of the schools that have a first-year head coach mm-hmm. simply because of what I've heard other assistants and what he said in his introductory press conference in that his offense is not one that is going to take – this is not meant as a knock on Joe Moorhead, but it's not a Joe Moorhead offense, it doesn't seem, right. where everybody's got to think about 15 different things. No, you're right, night. you're right, you're right. And so I feel like still that State is probably in a better spot than some other teams with first-year coaches. I mean, that, that makes complete sense. And we've, we talked about that going back to the first days of when we realized sport, that spring was going to be canceled. That, you know, the, that Mike Leach himself said in his first press conference, you know, after about two weeks I should have a good grip. And, you know, you've got now basically a month and a week to get ready for that first game. You know who you're playing. So it should be all systems go. Will they have to simplify some things? Yeah, and I, I will say this. It's just a first-year thing. It's a, that's 100% what it is. It's not that, you know, obviously you're going to have first-year players every year. But if KJ, or honestly, if KJ Costello had transferred from Washington State, might not have to make those kind of, uh, those, those kind of uh, simplifications. But I'm interested to see what that means because everything we've read about this offense is that it is as, as dirt simple as it gets. You know, it's... <laughs> You saw quotes uh, in that article from The Athletic from Jason Jinks where he talked to most of Leach's quarterbacks at Washington State, and they all said the same thing. They're like, whatever offense you've run before, junior college, high school, whatever, this is simpler. How much more simple can he make it is my question. You know, you run. I mean, what? you throw. I mean, what, what are we – it's going to be like Kevin on The Office when he was using the small words. He's like, you pass, he catch. <laughs> And let's, not for- break. and let's not forget, maybe a transition to another topic that we talked about with Leach here, but 
you're most likely going to have a very veteran, wise QB with KJ Costello calling the shots here, too. I think that's a guy, I know it's his first year in the Leach offense, too, but when you have a guy with that level of maturity that you would expect KJ Costello to have, I mean, that makes you feel good, too. You don't have a, again, he talked about uh, Will Rogers got some reps mm-hmm. and things. I think he said, uh, KJ Schrader, Schrader and Will Rogers actually were the ones getting reps. So we can talk about that in a minute. But yeah. um, I'm sure Rogers is a little wide-eyed because he's just learning college football. Yeah. In general, um, Costello, college football does not get to him. You know, he's done been there, done that. He is simply just learning the offense, and and you feel like with a veteran guy like that that any kind of modifications they've got to make or any, I don't know. It just seems like a guy that you probably. Feel you comfortable feel, I feel with. confident. I feel comfortable with KJ Costello being able to grip yeah. whatever Mike Leach throws at. That's sad to me. It's noteworthy that they rip three guys. And well, I don't know though because you just never know in this environment. Like Jalen Maiden, for instance, he didn't mention his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you could read into that several things. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not in Leach's plans. You could read into that, Certainly. perhaps. Or look, and I'm not saying that he is dealing with COVID, but. You never know. Maybe he's... Well, Mike Leach told us in the press conference that if, if he had anybody with COVID, he wasn't going to tell us. Yeah. If anybody's sitting out, he wasn't going to tell us. Yeah. So it's possible that that's the case. So anybody that didn't participate in practice um, or whatever the case may be, if they're not out there, this season, that's kind of going to be a lingering thing. Like, they're not going to tell us these guys have COVID. Right. So it, maybe they do, maybe they don't, or maybe it's... They don't think they're going to be used. We're just not going to know in some instances. And here's where not having preseason practice access for the media. You know, we would get to see guys in the injury pit if we were out there. You know, we would know who was hurt for the most part. There's going to be some things this year we just don't 100% know. You know, and and maybe there's some things that we hear behind the scenes that just can't report kind of deal, but... There's going to be a lot we don't know, I think, this year because of the virtual setting that we're in. And Jalen May not getting reps, to me, is one of the first things. We don't really have an idea of why at right. the moment. And we're not going to because we're not going to be out of practice, and we're just we're just going to have to go on the reports that we have. Yeah. Well, unless he talks about it again on for, on uh, Saturday, because we talked to him again Saturday. That's true. And then, then he could be like, then, well, then, what then about Jalen May? Yeah, that's a good, good point. Uh, so, I mean, we'll learn, but it just may be a slower go. Another player that we asked about today that w- but was not at practice is uh, junior cornerback uh, Tyler, I guess sophomore cornerback, Tyler Williams. Uh, there had been a lot of message board chatter regarding his future at Mississippi State. Uh, he was not at practice today. A- another player that, that Leach did, did not remember seeing uh, said he did not have an update on why he was not at practice, but that he would. So my guess is when we talked to him on Saturday, we should have a, a firmer clip. We got the roster finally today. And he was on it. He was on it as number 13. So was freshman cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Now, obviously having two guys with the same number is not an issue as long as it's an offense-defense thing. And there was an offensive number 13. I don't recall who it was off the top of my head. But two DBs with 13 means one of them is not playing. And I don't think – I think it's fair to say that that one at this point is going to be Tyler Williams. That I, I, If I would not plan to, to see him on the field for Mississippi State this year, and I would plan to see – true freshman Emmanuel Forbes because State is going to have to have somebody step up on that other cornerback side alongside Martin Emerson. Yeah. Yeah, I think you summed that up perfectly. It certainly – I mean, the tea leaves read like Tyler Williams isn't going to be out there. 
That's not me reporting it. He's not right. going to be out there, but it certainly doesn't doesn't seem that way. Um, he wasn't out there. Um, Malik Heath was not out there. While we're talking about guys right. that, that weren't out there, he was asked about Malik Heath. Of course, no update. The, on that the arrest a week ago. Yeah, no update and things there. I I don't know. We'll see how how Mike Leach ultimately handles that situation. If previous coaches are any indication i will be a bit surprised if he's on the field when states at lsu on september 26th but yeah but i don't know different coaches handle things different ways maybe he gets a bunch of sand in his trousers on the leech beach over the next six weeks and he plays at lsu but who knows but i know this mike leach said he wouldn't practice on right right on uh whatever day today is i'm losing track (laughs) tuesday so all in all you know we didn't learn a whole ton today from from Mike Leach, a short press conference. I was I was disappointed, honestly, how short it was. Um, but we will talk again to Mike Leach on Saturday, tomorrow, or tonight, as you're listening. I guess uh, we will talk to chosen players. Now we didn't choose these players. You know, last year we got to request players. I would be really disappointed if we don't talk to KJ Costello. Yep. Kylan Hill. Yep. We'll probably talk to Errol Thompson. That'd be my guess. And then maybe one more guy. Who, who, who's your who's your thought there? Marcus Murphy? Uh, I mean, he's... Kobe Jones? He, I'd be cool with either one. Yeah, two offense, two defense. But I mean, if, I, if I was still with the Starfield Daily News, I'd be rooting for a, a Kobe Jones appearance. Just oh, to I'm have, sure you have would, the, yeah. The local guy angle there for, for Danny P. But Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So, All right, let's move on into our next topic, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef who will be up and running on the food truck this weekend. Don't forget to come by and check that out. If you're going to be in Hattiesburg this weekend, you can swing over to Cotton Blues and buy a a steak from them, expertly prepared, and it's the Welcome Home Beef steaks, so you know they're top quality. If you're at Collinsville, you can head by the Piggly Wiggly there and buy it right off the shelf, or you can just call them today and see if they'll ship out to you. You just give them a call at 662-268-8148, Visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And maybe this weekend you can be enjoying some of that locally sourced grain-fed beef that I have been raving about now for a few months. It just is so, so good to, to, to eat. It's good to eat in the mouth. <laughs> it's delicious when it hits your lips. It's what I'm trying to tell you people. Now, if, if he, you don't have to trust me on MSU football. You don't. You know, you don't, you're like, oh, hey, Dad, he's a homer. He doesn't know what he's talking about, right? You don't have to trust me. On, on When you ask me a rumblings question, and I give an answer. But by God, trust me on food. I, mean, I, I Don't I look like I know what I'm talking about here? So, give Welcome Home Beef a call. Give them a try. I promise you, that's the only place you'll want to get a steak from when that's once you make that decision. I promise you one other thing when it comes to Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. All right. Joel, I just sort of said that, right? That, uh... That maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a bit of a homer, you know. Maybe I maybe I'm just as hard as I try to fight the maroon glasses. I can't do it sometimes, you know. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. But wow, buddy! Twenty four seven Sports, their panel of experts today put together their SEC predictions, and a consensus: Mississippi State sixth in the West ahead of Arkansas only. Which doesn't make any sense when you look at Barton Simmons' predictions. Have State go one and nine, but lose to Arkansas. Arkansas also one and nine in his projections. So I don't know how that works. I don't know the math on that. Don't don't ask me to to, to, to divvy up that formula. Joel, 
what am I missing? Am I just a homer and I think State's going to be closer to 500? Or am I, am I legit missing something that these guys are seeing? I, I don't know how you could look at the Mississippi State schedule and think that they are losing to Vanderbilt, that they are losing to Missouri. Mm-hmm. He has them beating Vanderbilt. Okay, Martin he hasn't beaten. He, he, has yeah, he hasn't beaten Vandy and losing to Arkansas and Missouri. Right. He has Vandy going zero and ten. I mean, he, look, entitled to his opinion. Yes, I have a different one. <laughs> and I, get, I don't. Yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely off people having their own opinion. I get that, but I'm just not. I, I can't believe not one person picked Mississippi State over. Uh, over Ole Miss. Look, if you want to pick State to go three and seven, I'm not going to totally hate on you for that pick. I think they will be four and six, five and five. But if you want to say that they only beat Missouri and uh, Vandy and Arkansas, yeah. and they lose at Kentucky, and they don't get one of the toss ups against Auburn and uh, they lose to A&M, Ole Miss, and then they end up going to Oxford and screwing around, losing up there, mm-hmm. you know. And they end up three and seven. Mm-hmm. Am I totally shocked at that? Right. No. Would you be totally floored at three and seven? Not totally, but I would be pretty surprised. Pretty surprised. I, I mean, I, first off, and again, I, this is why. This is why I, I, I honestly wish I was talking to somebody other than you, because at the end of the day, you sort of share some of the same biases as me. What are you talking about? I'm an I'm a Joel, media. Joel, the Lord is listening. Member. The Lord is listening. I did not lie in that statement. You didn't lie in that statement. But my point is this. What, what am I seeing with Ole Miss? Why would I think that they're going to be any good? All right? Defensively, they are still not good. They haven't recruited well. Their best defensive player is likely not going to play this season. Offensively, yeah, they've got some good pieces. But, I mean, why would I? I mean, their biggest problem last year was their secondary. And now here comes Mike Leach and want to throw the ball. So why? What am I missing with Ole Miss, who you know has to play Florida, the same way MSU has to play Georgia? What am I missing here? Why? Why is? Why is it? What? I don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. I mean, I look at state schedule and I think, okay, they're going to win those three games you mentioned, and then they have. I wouldn't say Auburn and A and M are quite toss ups. Auburn and AM will be favored in this game. The toss-up games to me are at Kentucky and at Ole Miss. Yes. And it hurts that you're on the road, but... It may be a half-full stadium or less on the road. Yeah, I mean, especially you play Kentucky, what, week uh, three? It's early, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's probably going to be the case. The the Egg Bowl, I mean, it just is what it is there. I'm just not... I just don't get where this is coming from, especially when you talk about You've got Mike Leach, who's a proven winning coach. You've got a, a experienced quarterback. You have an experienced, the best running back in the you know, maybe in the conference. You have a, a experienced offensive line. Yeah, the, the receivers aren't great, but Mike Leach has made a career of taking receivers who never did anything in the pros, but they were great college receivers for him. And then defensively, you've got some pieces there, but as we've said before, I feel like if you have a top fifty defense. And that's not even a great defense. This is, you know, it's almost middle of the pack. But that's going to probably be enough. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that 
it was it was unanimous. Every person on this list, their five, six, seven was the same. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. You know, it's almost like to an extent the the people that are really, really, really down on Mississippi State picking them to go one and nine, like you just said, that that sort of deal. It's almost like they don't account for the leech impact. Like if if somebody had wanted to tell me that State was going to go one and nine, two and eight with this schedule, if Joe was still the coach, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could kind of see see that, <coughs> um, given what State did offensively under Joe, and I don't think that the defense is going to all of a sudden become a juggernaut again. Right. So I I could see being really down on State in that instance, but. What you're telling me, if you think State's going to go one and nine, is that you think for the first time in his, what will be his nineteenth season as a head coach, Mike Leach is going to have an offense that stinks. That's kind of what you're telling me there, because if his offense is any good whatsoever, State is beating Vandy, Missouri, and Arkansas, and probably Ole Miss. Yeah, and then Kentucky is just a toss up because Kentucky's going to be good, but but if Mike Leach is just you know, bare minimum, Mike Leach. State's going three and seven. Yeah. Bottom. Yeah. I think. I would. Think. I think that's the floor. I just, you know, just for me, I, I don't get it. I, I wonder if you know. You and I have talked in the past, and I don't want to call people biased or anything, but we've talked in the past about how Mississippi State, when it comes to getting national respect, sort of lives on a razor's edge, right? Yeah. It takes a long time to build up to getting respect from Mississippi State. But as soon as there's a, a slight downturn, everybody is, is done. They, yeah. they write them off. And I can't help but wonder if that's what's happened here. The way State finished the season a year ago, the way it went with Moorhead, that maybe they're just like, all right, State's back to being bottom of the barrel. That, that's, the only, that's, that's really the only, the only thing that makes sense because otherwise you're talking about a program that has been to 10 straight bowl games, uh, you know, has beaten Kentucky what nine of the last eleven years? Uh, you know, is is going to be from a recruiting standpoint at a much. That's what you, one of the guys who's 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 in this is Bud Elliott, who is you know the king of the uh, the blue chip index. If anybody should understand that talent wins games, well, State is much more talented than Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Missouri, and honestly, more talented than Ole Miss at this point. So I'm not really sure, and honestly, from a recruiting ranking standpoint, more talented than Kentucky. So I don't know where you know these predictions are just coming from. Now uh, Brandon Marcello, who I know a lot of MSU fans are not very high on, he's still a friend of mine. But you know he, he sort of laid it out as, look, it just takes a couple of years for Mike Leach to really get going offensively and defensively. This year, Mississippi State isn't good enough to carry carry that. And I agree with that. I, I do I do think that from an offensive standpoint, this might be Mike Leach's worst year. But I still think that's better than Arkansas, Vandy, and Missouri. It's it's and it's better than Ole Miss. It is better than Ole Miss. But I I, 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 I agree with you. But I'm willing to accept the argument that they're not. Right. The other thing with Ole Miss is I think that those national guys are all they all all they remember is John Rice Plumley running up and down the field against LSU, and he is not going to be the quarterback at Oxford. He's not. And I think that's sort of. Bias, you're not biasing them, but that's it's tainting their view a little bit because he's not going to be the quarterback, just not. You know, he's going to they're going to they're going to play him at quarterback. They're going to find some packages for him, but first, second, third, you know, if it's passing situations or it's you know they're just running the base offense, it's going to be Matt Corral, who I don't think is you know he's a better passer, but I don't know that he's a better weapon 
if that makes sense. So I just saw I clicked on that this morning and I was just I was just gobsmacked. I was just like, not one person thinks they can finish above. Look, I'm not saying you, you're going to come out and say right, State has a chance to go seven and three. I'm not I'm not asking anybody for that. But to sit there and say that that they can't finish ahead of Ole Miss. That you're going to go one and nine? Well, you know, to be fair to 24-7 here, they're not the only outlet that has put State at sixth. I think Athlon had them at sixth and west. I don't agree with I know when we did our uh, SEC publishers predicted order of finish Mm -hmm. with SI, uh, had it sixth. I did not have have them sixth in my vote, but overall, they they were sixth. Yeah. So I've seen State – in fact, I – I haven't seen, to my memory, any of the big outlets put them above sixth. I may be wrong there. Maybe like Lindy's or somebody. I don't know. That's surprising. But I, I've seen State at sixth probably three or four times now. So the fact that, that they're there doesn't surprise me. But the fact that people would have them at one and nine that that surprises me tremendously yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just not seeing that to be totally honest with you i i, I don't understand why you would think that 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 I, that, that, that is literally like you want to pick state six do you think Ole Miss better i can whatever yeah you can, i don't agree with you i don't agree with you but, but can, you you but can make that argument that state's going to lose to arkansas a team that state went up there and just humiliated a year ago with tommy stevens running the show at home at at home i mean come on that, that and, just, and look, it's not. And look, if you if it was if Arkansas had hired Nick Saban, I would, okay, I, I could buy into what you're saying. <laughs> they hired a complete unknown head coach, and State gets them week two. You know when they should be coming off absolutely getting destroyed by Georgia. I, I just don't understand how anybody can look at that and go, "Yeah, Arkansas is Arkansas has made up a five touchdown difference." Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, and last year. In Fayetteville, mind you, mm-hmm. a not great Mississippi State team beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, like I, I don't get why you would. That that just almost screams hot takey trying yeah. to get a attention kind of pick. Yeah, to say that Arkansas is gonna. Yeah. Now th- that said, if they come up here and do it, well, I'll tip my we'll, hat we'll to, eat the to crow, you. But yeah, to but you I, and eat the crow. But I just can't see it. I, I don't see it at this time. I don't. So. All right. I will say I think Arkansas would come near beating State than like Vandy. <laughs> oh, I think so too. <laughs> but, but I, but I don't think either one of them's doing but it. Based but based off of what I saw last year, what you're saying is I think Arkansas would lose forty two to fourteen, whereas Vanderbilt loses forty two to nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean it, it's not like it's gonna be close, but you know, that that's expecting a month even going one and nine, that's expecting Arkansas to make a monstrous turnaround against a team that has had their number for the past, basically since Petrino left. State's lost one time to Arkansas since Petrino left. And, you know, has recruited better, has a better... Let's do it, right? Yeah. Who's at home? State. State. Who has a better quarterback? State. Who has a better head coach? State. Why would I pick Arkansas to win? I can't so I can't answer yourself. for you because there's, there's nothing that... You know, if we had him on the show, there's nothing he could say that would convince me that right. he's right. No, you're right, you're right. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking to, I don't know what players yet, but we'll be talking to some of them, so we'll get an idea of how the uh, first couple of days of camp is going. Uh, plus, we'll have a lot more to talk about, I am sure. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. On your knees, dog. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.